2: hello new york city <laughs>
1: welcome to work, work it, it out, out with mego and caitlin uh, that's the opposite yeah we
2: said each other's names
1: <laughs> um we are so excited for our amazing guest oh my here God. today she
2: just killed me in a class yesterday but i'm still alive today to see the light score <laughs> <laughs> we've got Roz the, diva <laughs> in the house. um you have we have this whole bio written now and i literally don't know what some of it means so i'll probably end up asking you mm-hmm. no problem um yeah she's a pole dancer a performer a teacher an artist Mm-hmm. And everything, a personal trainer, You're uh, like certified in a million things I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> she has an
1: incredible <laughs> Instagram feed. Oh, thank that you. I, Insta,
2: that's how we, that's like how we found you, right? It was, I, I
0: think, it was yeah. Insta, yeah. Insta
1: was the Instagram. So I stock yeah. your
0: Insta feed regularly. Uh, that makes me so excited because... People think there's this giant like marketing team or that there is a plan or a scheme for anything. I'm literally sitting on my couch, like, I hope somebody cares about this. Click. And <laughs> and they
2: <laughs> do. Uh, yeah, I've watched so many of your Instagrams. Also, I feel like I send them to people a lot. I'm always like, mm-hmm, you know, cool gotta, with me. This.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, shout out to amazing comedian Nicole Byer. Oh, guys, know Nicole Byer? Yeah, She's I love, love Nicole, Nicole so. Byer. She's the host of, of Nailed It. She started the She's hashtag so, so Fat So Brave. Yeah, very fat, very, very brave. Fat, very brave. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. She's so funny, and she recently like uh, posted pics of her and like video of her starting to do pole dancing oh and i Uh was like oh
2: my god collab city that is some collab situation Mm -hmm. she's so funny she used to be a new york comedian but now she's in la and on netflix so but she's not on this episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: all right though (laughs) wait but that's such a good collab um okay wait what is so i'm looking at this bio that Caitlin so lovely typed up what is NASM certified? What is that?
0: Sure. Up? So uh, NASM—that's short for the National Academy of Sports Medicine—and this is one of the uh, one of the more legit uh, governing bodies in regards to personal training mm. and to Ooh. athletic teaching of some sort, of any sort. Um, the test is expensive and ugly, and I passed on the first try, so I'm pretty hyped about that. Hell yeah! Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean there were, there was 850 reasons why I had to pass oh, it on the first oh try. Oh my god. Um so yeah, expensive
1: it's, testing. Yeah, no, it's it's an ugly
0: test, sad. but um, it was really good about NASM specifically is that if I wanted to work for a gym or with somebody else, I could take this anywhere and they would recognize it. That's awesome. So you don't need like, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty universally known. Um, and it's one of, you know, as I mentioned, it's one of the more respected, um, personal training certifications that's available, um, because there's a lot of really crappy certs out there, mm-hmm. but this one is right. not.
2: Yeah, um, well, that's super cool. Um, I guess, so I'm like, there's so many places, that, so many things I want to ask you, and so many places I want to go, because you're certified, but I kind of want to know, like, what what was, when you were a kid, or when you were younger, what was your, how did you get into fitness, or like, what what did your fitness life look like? Like, did you play sports,
0: or... Sure. So I played three sports a year from fifth grade until I graduated high school. So fitness, like getting me to move and participate in things, that was never the hard part. Um, now, whether or not I felt valuable to each sport, mm. that's a different story. Mm. Um, I played both soccer and softball for eight years, and I really had a good time at both of them. Um, but with soccer, so that's much like of a it... legit, like that's soccer is hard. Like you run a lot. Yeah, that's I hate exactly running, why yeah. it was hard. Running, we guess what we don't do well, we don't oh. run <laughs> and. You know, one thing that's really tough about youth sports, and I think one of the reasons why I struggled a lot to find a lot of value when I was on teams is because so much of it is based in speed and cardio. Because, of course, when you're 13, you don't have muscles, so all you got to do is just run places. Right. And that's cute if you're good at that, but I was, even before I was overweight, I I was just never good at running. I was never fast. That was never something that I was skilled at. Mm-hmm. So I was the classic picked last for everything in gym. Mm-hmm. I'm my I ran for quite a while. You, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, picked last and. You know, I would still try, you know, and I, when the team and everyone had to run, I would be right there with them. I would literally just be half a mile behind everybody mm. and wheezing, and every step, mm-hmm. it hurts yes. sometimes, but I would still yeah. do it. I just wasn't good at it, but I did still try. And softball, though, before pole that was definitely my top sport um because you don't have to run for very fast for very Mm -hmm. long thank god and i was like especially if i just hit the ball far then it's not too bad Mm -hmm. so you know i was i wasn't anywhere Olympic level or anything or, Mm -hmm. you know, I just barely made the varsity team in high school. Um, But I had a lot of fun playing softball. Um, My whole family did really, I mean, that was, my sister played softball for a number of years and she also did a bunch of sports all through high school. Um, My father was the coach of my sister and I's little league teams. Um, That's really cute.
2: That's so nice. No,
0: it gets even grosser. So my, (laughs) my mom is bringing, you know, she's cutting up, apple and orange slices for the whole team and like cupcakes and the team colors oh. and bringing wine and cheese for the adults. Oh. My grandmother's there. She's the only she,
2: reason to have a kid in soccer is the wine and
0: cheese. I mean, basically. The adults, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the bleachers, it was real. And you know, my grandmother, if there was conflicting sports days, she would drive either my sister and I, to one game. My parents would go to the other or switch. So it was, um, you know, so participating in sports, uh, that was never a question. Huh. Um, we had a really, really good time doing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so
2: interesting because pole dancing is such a singular sport. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. you were like,
0: uh, peace out. <laughs> like, I'm done with you, you guys. Know, you know what's so funny is... Although when you see one person at a time, maybe a group or maybe some doubles routines, mm-hmm. you know you do it. You do look at it at like a singular sport, but mm-hmm. it is hardcore team central um, because nobody learns pull by themselves mm. in a vacuum. Even if the other people and their other teammates are literally on Instagram or on Facebook or something, or like by video chat, uh, it's almost it's damn near impossible for anybody to learn pole and to be remotely decent at it by themselves. Yeah. So there might be one person on stage, but I guarantee there are 75 other people somewhere holding their breath that they point their toe and they hit that jade. Right.
1: (laughs) That's such a great point. Yeah, like I'm really curious to hear, like what was your journey to pole dancing?
0: How did that, yeah, how did that come about? So I started pole dancing just like at a regular gym. Um, And, you know, it was a gym. They happened to have a bunch of funky classes. And pole was one of them. Was it Crunch? Um, It was, yes. Oh, I knew it. Hell yes, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Shout out Crunch. Yeah. We've talked a lot about, like, remember when Crunch was
1: the only cool gym? (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, whoa, Crunch. Wow. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So um, I started taking pole classes there, just to add dance in the title, and I have a Beyonce complex. Um, mm. P.S. Hi Beyonce. And wait, did you like have a dance background at all? I wonder that damn thing. Really? Okay. So when um, we were in
2: class, and you were like, you can tell who the dancers are. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she must be a dancer too. But you don't. Mm. Okay, interesting. So
0: the pole teachers that I had, they're almost all of them are classically trained or lifelong mm-hmm. dancers in some regards. So. So you do pick up basic dance knowledge, right? and um, I've had rhythm, basically just because I'm black, and that's <laughs> just kind of comes to the territory. We have like five things, that's one of them, <laughs> or five freebies, I should say. <laughs> so <laughs> rhythm is one of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I had no formal training, and... Before that, actually, before I was doing pole, which is primarily like gymnastic style strength training, I was doing all cardio at the gym. And I started the gym mm-hmm. almost a year prior to pole because after So I, after I just talked about how much I love sports and run around on <laughs> diamonds, when I graduated college and then I sat down at a desk for eight hours a day, it mm-hmm. was a wrap. My weight shot up. More than it already had And I uh, i was really inactive And not because I suddenly didn't want to be It was just it was just what happened. You know, yeah. I wasn't used to sitting down. The same down. exact thing happened to me. Totally. Yeah, I just wasn't used to sitting down for that long during the mm-hmm. day. So um, I joined the gym, so I got active that way. And I thought, well, if I just do dance classes and all this cardio stuff, I'll lose all this weight. It'll be probably be skinny, being healthy, be done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like what I call now is the girl cardio trap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And nothing could be farther from the truth. But I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I, because again, Pretty much everything that I participated in previous to pole, sports-wise, it was the the speed was valued. The you know there wasn't any strength involved in it, and there was the speed was and it was just go fast, like run faster, like lift these weights faster, like do aerobics faster. Mm. <laughs> so then when I take pole and it has nothing to do with running anywhere, got my ass handed to me backwards, mm. forwards, sideways. <laughs> It is, it is the hardest thing yeah. I have ever done physically. And on top of that, I was the largest person in my class. And still today is the teacher. That's not a surprise when that happens. Mm. And so that yeah, I remember distinctly... Um, doing what we call a pole crunch, basically standing next to the pole, holding on with your hands, and trying to lift your knees up towards your chest.
2: Oh my God, we did that in our first class yeah. and I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's it, yeah. it
0: took me about three weeks before I could do. I don't just know. Like, I think it's oh going to be a year, Ross. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's in the cards for me. It's long. It is. It's, so, pole is a marathon sport. And that's mm. how I like to describe it because nobody starts pole and they're good at it. Mm. Everybody starts pole and you are horrendous. Yeah. yeah. She at said
2: it. that to me or you said that to me, like even when I was, we were emailing about it and it didn't make yeah. me feel better. Cause I went and being like, okay, this is going to be really hard, but I'm going to suck and that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Yeah. It felt so good. Yeah. I also, I took a different intro class today and it was also so hard it was so hard (laughs) it it was it was really hard I like left being like wow I was really bad I almost had a panic attack for some (gasps) of the spins and things like that absolutely because I was just like what do you what do you mean I'm supposed to like lift both of my feet and like spin around and trust that my arms are gonna be able to hold me up I like physically couldn't do it but it was all it was like partially because I was just, like, so afraid. But Mm -hmm. it helped so bad. It helped, like, not so bad. It helped so great to have that permission in the back of my mind to be really terrible the first time. Mm -hmm. And I was also lucky my class had a good amount of size diversity. It was sort of like... The girl who was oh, the best good. in the
0: class was like, "Where did you?" I am sorry for interrupting. Oh yeah, uh, where did you take a class today? At body and Ball. oh, I bet it's awesome. Yeah. It's easy to get sucked in thinking I am bad at this, mm-hmm. and if we get just slightly nerdy, it's not always because you are untalented at something, or that it's not always because you are just not strong enough and you are too weak or you are too heavy. But your muscles, your muscles thrive on memory. So that's why you don't have to think about how to walk every day because your muscles have had so much practice walking and walking just as an example of a a movement that you don't really have to think about. Yeah. So you've got so much practice doing that. So your muscles are like, we know what's up. Let's just do this. But when you put your muscles in a different position, as in you're trying a new sport like pole dancing, if they've never been in that position before, they don't always know how to react. Your muscles inside are like, W-T-friggin-F yeah. is going on. <laughs>
2: yeah, but like, and then it gets to your brain, and your brain's like, I can't do this. Yeah,
0: exa- mm-hmm. and it feels, and the first that people usually go to is I'm too fat to do this or especially if you you are a non-traditional athlete Mm. and you think well I'm the one who's wrong here but that's not always the case more often than not it's not because it's a moral failure of your muscles or it's always because you're weak they just don't know what sequence to fire in the brain is trying to figure out what do I tell my muscles to do and they'll do it but so, so often, that's why I really, I try and emphasize to my private clients and to the students who come to my classes, you're not the issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, your muscles are literally yeah. like, I don't know what this tastes like, so I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to love it or hate it.
2: I mean, like, I feel like that's such good advice for literally every single workout that you try. It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I. this is the first time I think that I've, ever taken I was telling my friend this yesterday who's really scared of working out because she's like she's bigger and she's like she's terrified of it and I was Mm -hmm. like this is the first time I've ever been in a class where I didn't think I can't do this because I'm too fat because you were just so body like everything was just so body positive and everyone was there for each other and like I was like yes and I've taken like every workout class ever <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I can't do it I'm like oh I'm just out of shape because I'm you know what I mean and like you just like start yeah. to blame yourself and I really just did not feel that way at all and it made that's it fun so fun and that's why yeah I don't know like I loved it
1: yeah, yeah, like, I, I think, like, um, I was watching, like, one of the videos on some of the programs that you started, which are so cool, like, I think it was about, like, um, like your pole camp mm-hmm. and, like, your, your yep. dangerous, dangerous Curves curve show. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah, and I, like, uh, you said, like, such a great thing, which I think, like, really points to all of the fat phobia we have mm-hmm. in the society and, like, how people suffer from weight stigma so much. Like it just like put on people. Cause you were like, I started this as a way for people to like work out and people attack it for that. Right. So it's like, <laughs> if you're in a bigger yeah. body, like you fucking can't win. It's like, Oh, it's you're so, lazy. It's so true. I was like, like, Oh my God. Gym, Roz it's is, like, is so smart. It was like, you're, yeah. you're like lazy and you're a couch potato and you're not doing anything. But then as soon as it's like, all right, well then here's this Polk camp where like people in any size body can Ooh work on their strength and, like, you know, work out. And people are like,
0: no, don't do that. Yeah, like... it's... I have encountered so much of not in my own backyard. Mm. And I've encountered that on or offline People exactly as you said, many of the clients, the pro- the private clients that I work with in particular, um, we are some sort of gym misfit. If it is not overweight or a weight issue, then I've also worked with um, disabled clients. I've worked with client, clients working through grief and through trauma and various levels of depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. um, just a whole smattering of friends. And it's it's so wild because when I post a video or really... Actually, I'm lucky because it doesn't happen on my personal accounts. It happens when there is a larger video like from Huffington Post mm. that goes up and then people... And so it's exposed to the whole shebang bang the whole world. God. And people are so... They're so concerned that we are working out at the size that we are. Um, people are angry because... I am overweight. And then when I show a picture or a video of me doing something at the gym, unless I am saying I'm trying to lose weight because this is bad, unless I make that my primary focus, then suddenly everything else that I have to say does not matter. And everything gets erased. And people are like, man, like, she could be pretty she could be smart she could be a trainer but too bad she's at the size she has she is because now that completely voids out my very expensive <laughs> and my tough, you know, NASM certification amongst my other certifications, and suddenly my college degree does not matter. And suddenly I'm throwing
2: so much eye shade right now to <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yeah, and and nah.
0: <laughs> it's it's a, it's amazing um, how fast that that happens, and how one thing—it's a matter of pounds—that suddenly takes away all credibility. And a common argument, too, is that people feel that obese trainers like me, that they don't practice what they preach. Because obviously, if I was healthy, if I was trying to be healthy, if I cared about myself and about my weight... We're both,
2: like, furiously shaking our heads <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're like, <laughs> Oh, my
1: God! You know,
0: <laughs> the common thinking is that obviously I don't care, because if I knew what I was talking about, I would be small. But by now, and I wouldn't be morbidly obese, which technically I am, um, but that <laughs> classification is
1: bullshit. Everyone that's, listening, that, that's um, that's a
0: whole nother don't, podcast. Don't follow the oh the BMI. It's not correct. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not even close to correct. Uh, so, it's yeah, so this is the common argument that I have and if it's not that um I think actually worse than the straight up like you're fat and gross cuz then you kind of understand what people are saying. It's the health the concerns yeah. like I just want to make sure that you're not going to have joint issues and you're oh, not going to have God. a no. heart attack tomorrow and what is your blood pressure? And it's going to Bitch, somehow. I do not need you to look after me. <laughs> like, that is... And you know, my, my argument to that, it's not even like, well, ha, I'll show you. It's more of at what point did I ever claim to be in perfect health?
1: Yeah. Because
0: I will be the first person to tell you that I see where some of my excess body fat doesn't serve me as well as muscle does. Mm. And some other things do. I'll be the first first person to tell you that my blood pressure sometimes is a little cray mm-hmm. not to the point of medication but to the point my doctors like get your life together and i'll also be the first person to tell you that my a1c level is elevated to a place i don't want it to be and again i'm not on medication for any of those specific things but again when people are like but do you know what could happen and i'm like yes because yeah. i never i never claimed that they couldn't what i'm saying is you're allowed to exist mm-hmm. and people are so furious that all i did was exist yeah. and there's mm-hmm. and they're mad at me because i'm not telling my clients you have to lose weight mm-hmm. they're so angry at me and because of that they think i'm irresponsible that is all right all right guys there's like way too much that's a lot yeah no no no. it's like here are a few things to say
1: if anyone is listening and they're like yeah people will tell me that when i say oh i'm working out or i'm working on learning to accept my body as it is people Mm -hmm. are like oh well don't you know the health risks of being in a bigger body one no shit sherlock yeah first of all yeah fucking
0: gym like Mm -hmm. like it's like who doesn't
1: who hasn't heard that they're supposed to do that but A lot of what we're being told is totally wrong. There are, like, you know what really puts you at risk of a heart attack? Like, fucking not eating nearly enough calories every day. Like, when you have an eating disorder, like, that puts you at so many more health problems. It is so much worse for our bodies to be dangerously underweight. But people, sometimes people will go to, like, thin people and say that. But a lot of times it's like, wow, good for you. So it's, like, that's, yeah. like, yeah. no, you know, like, that's something to, like, think about. The and, interesting thing also about,
2: I feel like a lot of times my thin friends are, like, oh, yeah, I'm just naturally thin, but I'm not healthy.
1: You know,
0: and <sighs> also, I feel like there's there's an argument which I don't have a complete answer to and is, like, are you fit? And I ask mm-hmm. myself that question way too often. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people also ask me, like, are you fit? Like, yeah, but you have to be fit. Like, you can't be a trainer because you're obviously not fit. And, you know, I don't exactly know what the definition of being fit is.
1: Yeah. How how I, much can you lift?
0: I, my PR in June was 291. Yeah. Wow. That's so, fit. That's fucking fit. Oh like, you're fucking fit, man. You yeah. know, so I, it's, you the, can do
1: like box jumps over my head. Like yeah. I've
0: seen
1: your videos. You're a fit person. And then lift me
2: and plus some, I won't say how much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, it's also, you know, that's the point where, you know, I, I counter people. I'm like all right, if you t- t- take away the, the perfection that apparently I've said I am, which I haven't, mm-hmm. I whether or not you think I'm fit, we all have to acknowledge you can't just walk into a gym and suddenly deadlift almost 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. There's some element of training that goes into that. Yeah. And consistency in that training. Somewhere along the line, clearly I gave a shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like that's the fact that people ignore. I don't know if they ignore it or they just don't recognize it.
2: Right. And people's arguments so often is, oh, they have no self-control or no willpower. But it's like your ass is at the gym multiple times a day. Like you have fucking willpower. Get the fuck
1: out of my fucking
2: face. It makes (laughs) me so mad. (laughs) Yeah. Also
1: talk to any person who has struggled with their weight and ask them, how much of their time is dedicated mm. and how much of their Jesus. money has been dedicated. And then to thinking that, about it, even, tell that yeah. person that they're not like mm. trying hard mm. enough. And there's like such a disconnect there. Right. Yeah. Also
2: just like so cyclical. Like I feel like anytime anyone says anything like that to me, It makes me want to eat more or it makes me need comfort food or, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, they're right. I can't. So then you get worse. Like, why? Why do you think that would help at all?
0: Yeah. I one thing that I I wish that this was true because it sounds fun is another common thing as well. okay, well, she can do all these exercises, but she must be eating 5000 calories a day. Do you know what I would do? to be able to afford to eat 5,000 calories a day. Do you know how happy I would be? I would have VIP status of fucking five guys and then walk down, get a Shake Shack to join it and then chase it with some Riesling slash Mezcal. Like, I would love to eat 5,000 calories a day. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I wish, I, I wish that I could do oh that. My
2: God. Like, yeah, some, like... I think about this a lot because I talk about, I feel like I've talked about my mom losing a lot of weight a million times, but my mom lost like over a hundred pounds and she got mine. Yeah. And she doing weight watchers, which like there's a whole other bag, but um, yeah, I have so
1: many thoughts on this. (laughs) Wow. So,
2: but she like lost all this weight, but I think like uh, there is a, there is a place where your body is just like at its happy weight, even if that Mm -hmm. is not, what the BMI scale says or whatnot. Like if you're always fluctuating around the same weight for like over a certain amount of years, like why do you think that is? It feels like your body is just trying to tell you like, this is where you're at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, and that, like, I feel like that happened with my mom. She lost way way too, like too much weight in my opinion. I was like, this isn't, you don't like happy. You don't like, and then, but she gained some of it back and now she's like at a, her like happy weight that she's just maintained for like years. So, Mm -hmm. Why,
0: this is your happy way. Like, why mm-hmm. Why does it have to be
2: any different? I don't understand. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I think part of that is because uh, fitness marketing is horrific. Yeah. And most of the fitness industry yeah. is trash. <laughs> and we are presented with one... Version of fit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's usually not slightly bald, outspoken black girls. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 who happens to be my size? But like, for anyone who's ever
2: felt like uncomfortable, let's say at a class at a stupid gym, I want to shit on like Equinox. Like, if you've ever felt, like that, <laughs> just like like that, similar, <laughs> that. similar <laughs> but not Um, but if you've ever felt uncomfortable. Fucking take a class with someone who looks like Raz or <laughs> someone who doesn't look like that Equinox teacher. Cause I feel like I it made me push myself harder. Cause I was like, I was like, this bitch is doing it. I'm doing it too. Like yeah. if she's my size. I can I can do it too. Like what's I don't have an excuse here. And let the me. Fat is not an excuse. Like.
0: I feel like I'm on Dr. Phil. The fat is not an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, if there's any fitness professionals that are in charge of hiring in any capacity or even just people, um, patrons of gyms, Mm. um, from a purely... Uh, what is the damn word I'm thinking about? Listen, if we're going to get grimy Mm -hmm. and we're just make this about money because that's what business (laughs) comes down to and different business decisions, Mm -hmm. I can tell you if a, if me, an an overweight, outspoken American, bald black girl, can go to the suburbs of Germany, sell out workshops in a day, mm-hmm. and can go to, can get invited to the suburbs of France to do the same thing, mm-hmm. can go to Iceland, can My class go was to... sold out in
2: of middle of a day on a Thursday at your
0: a little bit of a of the people, for every one or two people that say you will never get hired because of the way you look. I actually have about 10 clients who have crossed state lines who have saved up, who have figured out a way to participate in mm-hmm. sports because for the first time in their lives, they can look at somebody in an athletic capacity and I'm the closest thing to them. Mm-hmm. They've never had that. I've never, I never had a plus size instructor and I, so I can imagine from a student's perspective how exciting that is. It, like, when it, you yeah, see like for somebody. Me, it really
2: like I was like, wow, this is amazing. And like, not that's not just like shit on all the other instructors that I've had or people who don't look like well, yeah, me. Yeah, no, of course but, not. But it really it just made me feel so much more comfortable and just like inspired that I could do it. You know, mm-hmm. like I wasn't I wasn't doubting myself like I I think I would have been in other classes.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it helps that um, I also, I know ahead of time some of the issues that non-traditional athletes are going to run into, Mm -hmm. so I can give you three or four variations of something in the beginning. Mm. And I think it's really important also for fitness instructors, um, how they judge and speak about success in class. I think for the most part has got to change. Um, success isn't necessarily yeah, d- the person. That, baby. <laughs> yeah. Success isn't about the person in pole, for example, who can climb the pole the fastest and the highest. It's not the person who can learn the trick, the quickest out of the mm-hmm. class my version of success is I'm looking where my sh- my students for example getting super nerdy right now but what's mm-hmm. up with your rotator cuffs are you engaging Leticia's dorsi what are your rhomboids doing are they in the right place oh shit, because oh this shit is oh like shit. I don't know what any word. of that means <laughs> it basically means you know you are you should. using muscle and not just <laughs> right, hopes and right. prayers it's to like hoist you had yourself to pay $850 dollars to take a test <laughs> to know that. I don't it's know. Almost like I've been doing this for almost eight years. <laughs> Crazy. So that's what I'm looking yeah. at. It's not and that that's that's what's important and well something else that you did that I really liked was
2: and like I feel like my dance teachers used to do this uh, or like a dancer that I loved. You would stop people and like and have them perform for the class or whatever because they were really committing. And mm-hmm. I really loved that because you're, yeah, you're valuing your commitment. Not necessarily exactly how they were doing, but it was just like, oh, she's fucking committing. Let's, let's give her praise for it. And yeah. I like people, they don't, nobody does that. It's like, look at her perfect form and her, mm-hmm.
0: how quickly she can do it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I've also learned is that with working with such a, cause I, my classes in particular are usually a lot more diverse than average Mm -hmm. just because of who I am and what I look like. So naturally, I'm going to have more brown students. I'm going to have... You know, poll is very female-dominated, so everybody's got chicks Mm -hmm. running around. There was
2: a dude in Uh, my class. I
0: was was
2: into it. Oh, I've
0: had dudes. Mm -hmm. I've definitely had dudes in class. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. So one thing is, as a teacher, you've got to you've got to be able to comp- to give everybody an area to shine. Mm. If a class is 100% based on strength, and then students come to class, and if they're not able to do those strong things, then they're going to fail 100% of that class. And it's just setting yourself and your students up to feel like that. Mm. And then there's a flexibility element, and then there's a dance element. And pole dancing is unique, I think, in that it's one of the few things disciplines physically that combines strength, flexi stuff and dance and so also now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being those super traditional athletes like live your best life boo because I will I will lose my voice cheering for you I don't care who you are as long as you have a good soul you don't suck and you point your toes we're fam and but I think uh, I also, as much as I'm talking about that person that did do that really, really hard trick, if somebody's able to point their toes, that is a skill that I don't want to be taken for granted. Mm. And if people, if your students, they're gonna give themselves enough grief and enough shame and enough guilt. Mm. As an instructor, mm. I don't feel like it's my place to add on to that. I want to find yeah. what you're doing well at and grow you from there. And I I coach people and I speak to people the way I want to be spoken to. And when somebody says, Hey, I see your effort. Good job with that. That might be the thing that gets me to go to the next class. Mm -hmm. And from a cynical standpoint, makes me spend more money <laughs> 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 if we're really keeping it like yeah. real like if you need a reason to do this yeah. business owners it's money boo boo go get money yeah i had
1: a i had a question about i had a question about like what it's like in the poll community right because it's sort mm-hmm. of like we can talk about we've been talking a lot about just like general fat phobia weight stigma, like, you know, racism just in general with, like, the general society. And I'm wondering, like, when you started teaching, were you like, this is about on par with where we are as
0: a society? This is more accepting? This is less accepting? So before I started teaching, I was very, very lucky in that the crew that I kind of grew up with on the pole, Mm -hmm. um, it happened to be probably about 20 or 25 of us who we didn't know it at the time, but – Most of us ended up becoming teachers, studio owners, hiring each other for gigs, Mm. producing those gigs, traveling around the world, and being a lot of really well-known pollers. And even though I was the only one out of that crew that looked like me, um, people didn't let me use my size as an excuse, and they were still in the squad, hardcore, and because they also, you know, I don't know if it was them necessarily going out of their way to do that, but they're just good people mm-hmm. to hang out with. I have been spoiled to death with mm-hmm. so much goodness, but that is not true of every polar. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gotten a lot of SOS messages, private messages from people saying, I'm the only one who looks like me. I have to, my studio owner made me get on a scale to see if I was allowed to go to class. Literal guys They what? actually... Um, or like I was like my teachers won't pay attention to me because I'm the last one in class and I can't advance because I can't do these moves because Mm. everyone else can. So I I hear a lot, a lot of SOS messages like that. Um, I think in poll, outside of class and technique and that element of this being difficult, one of the ways which I feel most othered is in clothing mm. and in trying to dress myself in a fun, cute dance outfit. And mm. I know this is more of the da- indicative of the dance world and the athletic world period, but there are very few companies. I mean, I can literally name them on one hand probably that will make plus size performance wear Ooh. that performances in like I can get on stage and look like a glittery showgirl. Right. And you know, if if my, if a group of my friends were to come together and they were to do um, a, uh, a routine, and they'd ask me to be in it, I would hesitate because one thing I would think of is, one, can I keep up with them? But then, two, what am I going to wear? Because they all can run to H&M and spend $15 on a top, mm-hmm. and it's not a big deal. There's no H&M for 42 triple D. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, so, and so my feeling is, okay, well, how do I finagle an outfit? And how am I going to make myself look close enough to the rest of them to see what they're wearing? And as I mentioned, like there are companies out there that are making larger sizes, but when I say, I know, I, there's like five of them I can think of. Mm. That's literally.
2: I know like you, Um, we talked a lot about boobs, 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 boobs yeah. on our first podcast <laughs> and like just, or on our first episode and how like you run, we talked about running and how that's really terrible. But you, I haven't tried it, but you like rep this bra company, right? Or yeah. Yeah. So I have two. Tell us about that. Cause I feel like if anyone's listening and they've had trouble, cause I really want to try them. I haven't tried it yet, but yep. So there are two
0: brands that I absolutely love and adore. Um, they're not paying uh, Well, they're paying rods, but they're not paying us. <laughs> I just want to know no, yes. yet. If you're listening, hello. <laughs> hello. We'll sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm currently working with SheFit. wearing okay. that uh, we right now, right? Or no, that? this is actually a different one. I'm oh, going to okay. talk about them next. So what's nice about SheFit is that they – they work with a wide range of sizes from a cup, probably I think if you like I or J or some letter that you didn't know came in cup sizes mm. until you needed it and uh, me <laughs> yeah yeah and they make H- colors <laughs> and they're bright and they're also adjustable Ooh. the straps the band both of those elements adjust so you can for get a jumping for like for jumping yes like cardio proof like, yes like, okay yes um, I'm trusting you Roz I got you okay I got you um, <laughs> and then the second company that I not currently working with but i had done some work with previously was enel oh I and I've seen that. yeah that's the one that i'm wearing right now so okay. enel is I just great glanced at rosa's boobs it wasn't
2: on purpose that's absolutely fine
0: <laughs> you would not be the first person so <laughs> so enel uh enel is great because they're really comfortable and again color mm. color, color that's something i love mm. please do not put me in only black spandex yeah. and a black shirt. That's exactly what I wore to her client this <laughs> which is but I love them. which is fine. <laughs> like there's nothing I uh, co black. I'm black all day. We got 34 years experience. <laughs> but <laughs> um I I want options and mm. I want colors. And so with both of these companies Shefit and Enel, uh they they're both women owned. They uh they're both They make a good product. Mm -hmm. Just...
2: That's and like what C. I honestly could kind of care less what a sports bra looks like, even though it's like nice that it's cute. But like, are my boobs going to bounce so hard that I'm gonna have to stop?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's no, like no, no. I these are, are cardio proof, okay. burpee proof. Damn. This is I. I was typically the person who had to wear two bras. That's what we talked about—the granny bra. Yeah, know, the, yeah. No, we're not. We're not playing that game anymore. Oh my god. And yes. I gotta, you know what? I, uh, I know one barrier to entry with this is that people look at the price tag mm. of it's, nearly. $70 mm. for Braun. I know that's not accessible to everybody or even yeah. if you have that it seems like oh my gosh why would you spend that much money on it. When I tell you that it transforms your workout mm. and it opens up activities and things that you previously thought were inaccessible to you, the whole game has changed. Mm. If you're going to spend money on stuff, spend it on sneakers and sports bras. Yep. We talked about this,
1: so yeah, yeah, about the sneaker thing, yeah. It's like invest in a few good Products and that are going to make your body from from old feel good navy, yeah yeah
2: yeah,
0: yeah. 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 literally like every all else, of my
2: workout gear is from old
0: navy all old on navy, sale all the time great i've you know i've been fortunate because now because it's becoming more in vogue to want people to have inclusion and diversity mm. in their marketing things so i have talked to a few different brands some on like formal contract wise and some otherwise. <gasps> about okay she's
2: an influencer now <laughs>
0: we're working on getting there we're Certainly getting there, so um, Mm -hmm. I'm actually starting a project with a super fit hero. Oh. And one reason why I specifically like working with them as opposed to others who had approached me is because when they said we make sizes for everybody, they are not bullshitting. Mm. They are double extra small through 5XL. Mm. And that is something that I'm extremely sensitive to because although I'm somewhere between an extra large and maybe a 2X, depending on the garment. Um, I know I have followers and I have people who need that four and five X. Mm -hmm. And when I'm thinking of something, I try and be as inclusive as humanly possible. And, you know, a three X is good enough, but really when I can say squad, squad, my whole squad, not just the plus half, not just the slim plus half yeah. where I'm somewhere in that 12 to 18 purgatory, mm-hmm. not just the people who have That's money me. or don't have it, <laughs> like everybody, we're all wearing the same pair of pants mm-hmm. from yeah. Superfit Hero and they are very, very... Very few companies that do that not even just in athletics but just make mm, a wide all, range yeah. of sizes where you and your friends we can all wear the same damn thing and shop the same damn website is
2: such a yeah i mean you're talking about that with the costume thing and i feel that's so hard because i'm six feet so mm-hmm. i'm like big and and tall so it's yeah. Growing up, I all of my friends would be like, okay, we're going to do a cute number. We're going to go to Forever 21 and get these matching oh glittery bras." up. Yeah. And I remember, like, crying for dance. Like, we had to do some dance team thing and just, like, sobbing because we had to store, show our stomachs. And, like... It- like, it fit everyone else, and it was just, like, so tight on me. Absolutely. And yeah, it's so – it, like, mentally fucks
0: you up and gets in the way of
2: you moving to make you happy. It's so –
0: It absolutely does. Up. I mean, my sister is literally your height, like, your same build. Mm-hmm. So it would be Roz and Lindsay, like, in the corner trying to figure out – like, how much is this youth large shirt gonna stretch mm-hmm. in a? You know, when I'm playing basketball, which I was horrendous at basketball to begin yeah. with, and then trying to pack me in like a sausage. Into and like this. the
2: weird thing is that nobody wants to acknowledge it. Everyone's like, "Oh, you'll fit. It'll be fine." And you're like terrified. You're like, "No, it's not. It's gonna be embarrassing. You're gonna kind of ignore it when it happens because like you don't want to see this happen." You yeah, know what I mean? It's, it's like you know it makes you
0: feel invisible. It's um, you know. One thing, and I try not to be rude about it, but I d- it is, um, it's offensive. Like I've had brands that have messaged me about being an influencer with them. They're like, we make all sizes, and I go to the website, and they actually don't. Mm. Or they brag about what they think is an inclusive large yeah. size, and it's still too small for me. Like one company was like, oh, our bras go all the way up to a D cup. And I was like, Ooh. Ooh, "You are slashed. <laughs> I was wearing a D when I was fifteen. Yeah, oh like that's not." And so the idea, I'm like, "Did you?" And I, I and i have replied back to one or two people. I'm like, "Do you actually think that this is plus? This is too small for me. If you're looking at me, and you're thinking that I." am representative of all plus and that if you make a garment that fits Roz then we're good to go with plus. Mm. No, I need to be the middle size. Mm. I truly believe that. I am the middle size. There should be three sizes above me mm-hmm. and three sizes below me, if not more on either side. But me being a generous 16, slim 18, maybe a 14 one day if I stop eating pizza, I don't know. No <laughs> Whatever way. the hell I am, like, that's not going to happen because the pizza, yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, don't yeah, so it's, um. I am not, and, and companies, I think some people don't care. I think some people honestly don't know. They really think they're doing something by offering an yeah. extra large. And I'm like, you're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I think it goes
1: back to that idea of how much people feel like it's okay to police larger bodies mm-hmm. right yeah. again it's like hey guys you're in a larger body you should be worried about your health you should be working out yep. a lot more you got to be doing all of this
2: but also we're not going to make any clothes that fit you mm-hmm. so you can work out so
0: sorry yeah this disgust mm-hmm. that people have when they see my clients and I doing things. It's um, and I'm. I should and say cool this things. Is, yeah, yeah, this like cool, this, sexy things. I should say this is the virtual discuss because in person, at least, nobody's had the balls to say this to me. And the gyms uh, that I work at, um, especially when I work with private clients, they're all meathead central. So they, you know, there's everybody is big, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is. Awesome. <laughs> so, you know, everybody, not even just overweight big, but they're just, it, there's just a lot of dudes and a lot of protein shakes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> people are just focused. It's a very different atmosphere, mm. also depending on the place that you're at. When you're at one of like the cutesy commercial gyms that everyone knows and everything is real pretty and everybody is real conventionally pretty. I may have
2: mentioned one earlier. I don't know. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> there just, was one like similar. Well, yeah, not like, like, big not yeah. not even knocks but like <laughs> no. you know
1: similar,
0: similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's a totally different um experience and mindset than if you go to a gym that you know one of the gyms that I'm at um, you know, everything's a little bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Maybe there might be a little more ounce of dust some places than there should be. A stinkier. <laughs> there, are, <laughs> People, they're doing the grunting and the slamming of the weights, mm. but no one gives a shit. Yeah. And people have been incredibly friendly because mm. when it comes down to it, like game recognized game. Mm-hmm. And if you're around real athletes who aren't about that bullshit, they actually don't care about who's working out beside them. They're just making sure, like, do you need someone to spot you? I'll come and spot you. Mm. Do you need somebody to take a picture of this angle because it's awkward (laughs) and I see you and I want to give you Instagram love? (laughs) Like,
2: that's... (laughs) Yeah, how do you, like... Yeah. How do you feel as a black woman in New York where there are so like a a black fitness teacher in New York, where so many of the fitness spaces and especially the boutique fitness spaces are like they're all white. Like all of these like upscaley boutique yeah. fitness places. Like how how do you handle that? How do you how do you approach that? Does it does it shake your confidence
0: ever? Like you know, I can say it doesn't shake my confidence but because I think in terms of race and size, so two of the obvious things that make me appear different mm. than other fitness professionals um It doesn't bother, the race thing doesn't bother me, but I think that's because I got over race in general when I was probably like around high school. Um, I'm used to being one of the few people who look like me. Um, I went to primarily rich white schools, Mm. private schools on the East Coast. So me coming in and being this outspoken black person in a white setting that's, that's called my life. <laughs> right. So that, I don't really care about that. Um, But I am, I still got a lot of demons with this weight that I'm working out personally. Mm-hmm. So it's not race that is the first thing that comes to mind, like, Ooh. oh crap, are they gonna take me? It's size. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, even with both of those things, um, I, th- my best strategy is just leaning into Roz mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm there one well one really good strategy is um i live in like late 90s early 2000s <laughs> r&b and hip and yeah. so uh, i mean once you get like that good song everyone can only be but so mad because you're like <laughs> i see you looking at me i can't <laughs> like come on back that ass up. like cash money coming over the records. <laughs> Oh wait, I am it up. I'm sorry, but I have to do that over because I, I'm about to take my own card away. Cash money <laughs> taken over for the nine nine and the two thousand. Like when that comes on, and you're still mad. Mm. I got nothing, boo. Right. Yeah. And I think even people who, if they see me, they take a class with me, and they are skeptical. Um, which people have told me. You know, after class, Mm. like, I saw you, and I didn't know how this class was going to go, because I was like, oh, "Oh, you're the teacher? Like, they were really surprised, because they didn't think somebody my size could keep up or to teach the class. And then they're like, actually, my ass has been handed back to me. Thank Mm. you. You know, then it's a different story. So, ultimately, people who are skeptical, I don't think it's – I don't think the people – whoever participate in something that I'm involved in, they're not the ones who question it because they see what's up. They can see my, they hear my knowledge. They see me as a teacher. So the size thing is a bonus, but I think that quickly fades. Yeah. And it who it hasn't faded for yet are people who I don't think have experienced who have have experience in diverse settings. Mm-hmm. And so that's the big deal. And diverse not just in like in race or in size but you know diverse for whatever your version of that is just been out of your particular fitness bubble. Mm-hmm. And you know when You know, when you're minority, like I'm, my PhD in being young, black, and cute, because this is what I know. Mm. So I know how to navigate, and I'm comfortable, and I just don't give a shit Mm. about making myself more palatable for other people. And that also, that fact, makes some people angry. Mm. And Mm. if you know, I have had, I have had other fitness professionals tell me, not a whole lot, but tell me you know, you're never going to advance in this particular company or advance in this place because of your size. And, you know, managers aren't going to give you classes um, during prime time because members, they they don't want to look like you and they don't want to see you, um, which isn't accurate at all. Mm -mm. Yeah.
1: So reverse shout-out, like negative shout-out to anyone. Reverse (laughs) 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 shout-out. Who's ever said anything like that. We're going to just like get yeah like challenge yourselves people like challenge yourselves challenge your thinking yeah get in a better headspace it's so much more fun um we're gonna take a quick break we've never done this on a podcast before oh my god we're taking a quick break we're taking a quick break and we'll be right back (laughs) hit me Roz, you're and we're awesome, back. and we're back uh,
2: during the break. <laughs> we, were to, oh, we were talking about fitness and dating. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Roz was saying that she okay. Well, will you just you explain it again so, for the people about your love life?
0: Um, <laughs> please find it if because uh, <laughs> I haven't found it. Um, there is actually. You know, with me and dating,
2: um, Well you said. What, everywhere you go, you're low key looking to find your bae.
0: I am absolutely thirstily husband hunting everywhere. Um, so if there happen to be any tubby gym rat dudes who are just, I just want all I want is a tubby gym rat with a Aww. heart of gold. Oh my god, yeah. we know so many like. Like, tell me, guys, but they're, like, not comedians, and they're bad. They're not. Yeah, I know. They're, like, they're alcoholics. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I do appreciate a good cocktail or four, but, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but, I, um, you know, my... Oh, wait, um, what I was going to say. Oh, yes. This is
2: where we. This is where we were at. I remember right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, what I was going to say is that, because we were talking about how, like, fitness and health and wellness play into your... Uh, your worth and how you value confidence. yourself and your confidence and your self-esteem when it comes mm-hmm. to men, because we've all been taught that we're supposed to be working out to keep ourselves fit for men, which like, it's really hard to subvert that voice. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yep. so I was saying that to me, yeah, like Roz is like, from me looking at you, I'm like, oh this bitch like does not care about men like she cannot be bothered and oh, like does precious. not have the time because you like are, you come off as so confident and like mm-hmm. that's so really sad that my that would be my point of view because that it's such a societal point of view like oh this woman's strong she doesn't need a man so then a man must not be looking you know what I mean like they yeah they they don't want to have to like work to get you or something and that's I mean, that's how I see her. I'm like, oh, she doesn't give a shit about men.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, part of me does. Part of me that is very accurate, and part of, part of that could not be farther from the truth. Mm. So, most of my issues with my weight and how it relates to my self worth is because I, I distinctly remember probably around second grade, so I was like seven years old. So it's me, black girl, with a whole bunch of white kids. And I always had a ton of friends. Like, I never not felt accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, But except, you know, when you hear little kids, like, talking about who has a crush on who. And, you know, even in the six and seven-year-old, like, Mm -hmm. you kind of know it. And nobody ever talked about me like that. And I was never the person that people had a crush on. And when I was six, you know, or when I was seven, I thought it was because I was black. Because I didn't understand how race worked. So I thought, well, naturally it's not and not a bad thing. I was just like, Well yeah, like white boys like white girls and black girls like I mean black guys like black girls and that's the reason why the little white boys don't like me Mm -hmm. and then once I got older like around middle school and I started to understand race and I understand how race worked then I was like well it's not because I'm black that's not the reason why they don't like me it must be because of my weight because that's the only thing that's separating me physically from me and my friends Mm -hmm. and so from I would say the time I was like 10 or 11 easily I assumed and I equated my self-worth with my weight and girl I am
2: in the room I am
0: <laughs> at the room yeah. I was
2: there that's totally where I was at too.
0: Yeah. yeah and I am I'm still in that room yeah. I, it's hard. I, people Me too. You know, I yeah. think people they hear me speak and they see me teach and they hear my assured tone of voice and you know they see me half naked flying around the internet like literally <laughs> saying "fuck the patriarchy" all day because <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> fuck the patriarchy. Right. Um, so I have no fucks about the patriarchy whatsoever, but. There is absolutely still that girl inside me that wants to be the pretty one. I've been the smart one. I'm the responsible one. I've been the level-headed one. I'm the one good with money. I, I've got. I've checked this out every boy like with me so hard that I'm shaking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I wish I could tell you that I have mentally progress past wanting to be the hot one but i haven't it's such a
2: made- weird dichotomy like because you're so like fuck the like i feel the same way or i'm like fuck the patriarchy like men have gotten us here white men have gotten us here and uh,
0: yeah and it's but and then it's i'm so still shitty. like but will they like me yeah <laughs> yeah and it's um and i am Hole is actually what helped me start to heal. Mm. Um, ironically, it was taking my clothes off. That's, that was an extraordinary catalyst mm. in me not being disgusted by myself. So I would say that I progressed from disgusted to not happy. Mm-hmm. And I think also the reason why people assume that I'm super confident and bold is because the things that I think are easy they're in my comfort circle like public speaking mm-hmm. you know where mm-hmm. that's a lot of people's fears. Yeah. I love that. That's for me easy. That that's mm-hmm. the easy way out for me. Yeah. And because I think everybody else that's not easy for them, they think of me doing this as this brave act mm-hmm. where Quite honestly, this is my comfort zone. Right. This is what I do. That comes easily to me. If and- you're a
2: corporation and you want to hire Roz, this is your time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I have a passport. No kids. Let's do this. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. All yeah. All corporate over- overlords. I mean, fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. But, but- if you're
0: gonna give us money, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so. And I I also think, too, something that people get angry when I bring this up, but race and weight are intertwined. Oh, my God. Yes. And I wonder, and it's not until recently, I wonder, had I grown up in a primarily black school environment Mm -hmm. where it's generally accepted if you have a larger body? I was totally thinking that when you were talking about it. yeah, Yeah. You know, it's not. I mean, listen, black, we got our issues, too, but... It's it's different, you know. In white white I mean, America, I am, is ideal for yes, white people. Yes, yes. and mm-hmm. for Black America, I'm probably medium sized. Mm-hmm. Depending on where I go, I might even be considered small. Right, and so I wonder if my mindset would have been different if the the surrounding culture around me was not this um, Eurocentric sense of be small and small is good, small Mm -hmm. is virtuous. Yeah. Mm.
2: I really, like, for your class, I really think that's why I was so comfortable and, like, why I'm definitely, like there's a, I go to crunch, I go to crunch in uh, Bushwick and then there's one in 23rd street mm-hmm. and I love going to the one in Bushwick because it's so diverse and I don't Totally different alone. clients on the 23rd yeah. street. Cause like even as a white woman, like I'm not a thin white woman. I just don't, like when I walk into those fitness spaces, I don't feel welcome. But when I walk into a fitness space with more diversity, diversity in race and body, I feel so much more at ease and at home. And
0: well, I can. So I used to work with Crunch, and I've taught at both of those locations. And I can tell you, Bushwick has a large Hispanic yeah. and Latino population mm-hmm. where you don't have that in Chelsea. Mm-mm. It is a completely different different set of clientele and also not speaking for other people's cultures because I damn sure can Mm -hmm. but generally speaking in the latin or latinx community excuse me in the latinx (laughs) community it's also there that community is also more forgiving of women of size Mm -hmm. than straight white community yeah mm-hmm. um so that doesn't surprise me the least bit because
2: and like the thing that it yeah all it takes is just walking into a class and seeing someone of your size or larger like committing the shit out of it and not giving a, like not caring and then you're like oh I can do like something clicks and you're like, oh, I can do this. So I hope if you're listening and you've ever wanted to take a class, just try and find one of
0: those more inclusive spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, just a note about that, um, I'm gonna shamelessly plug yes, on please, please, plug please, it up mm-hmm. on SuperFitHero.com. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. SuperFitHero.com. <laughs> this, is, this is about money, y'all. I there know it is, is. <laughs> uh in a roundabout way, yes, they've just launched. A body positive fitness finder. So if you are looking for contact them too. Yes. So if you're looking for instructors that already have a mindset of you winning Mm -hmm. and if for all those people that are terrified. To go into the gym or fitness institution, because they don't know what the instructor is going to think about them. Mm. This is the place to go. Holy shit! That, that is amazing, amazing thing to know about wow i'm gonna go i want to look on it
2: right now because i kind of want to see who what classes i've been to are like on it yeah and and
0: then when i say it just launched i mean like last week oh really this thing is pop yeah and so i don't think there's tons and tons of listings but we need more so Mm -hmm. i'm fortunate to be on there because i'm a sponsored athlete of super fit hero um but there's, and so I know a few other people that I've worked with. My lifting coach, who she's not plus size, um, but she's um, a geek girl strong. So she's a nerd, but she's the strongest nerd I've ever seen in my whole life. Amazing. She's, yeah, she's yeah. on there too. So it's the more, the more people. That we can see and drive people towards this resource, this brand new resource. This is what's going to open doors of accessibility, totally. mentally and in the real world. Totally, absolutely. Uh, and then
2: everybody will have endorphins, and then we'll all be happy. And words, yes. all the problems will go away. <laughs> yes,
1: happy, healthy. Yeah, like uh, that's, no, so that's so
2: cool. I really love that. Yeah. Um, well, now that we've ended on like a really cool positive note, we should probably play a game before we. Before we head out Let's do it
1: Yeah because we're um, I mean I, I don't want to speak for you Megan But I'm definitely Eternally stuck in a middle school state of mind Me too <laughs> uh, We just
2: talked about this Like whenever we talk When I see a boy I run
1: i
0: um, <laughs> yep, yeah, 31 yeah, yeah. Hi I just get I just talk a lot And I'm like oh <laughs>
2: shit I, Yeah I do both Or I like avoid eye contact Well you know whatever <laughs>
1: yeah it depends you know how much we found to drink uh okay so we love playing fuck fuck mary Mary, kill you're for it awesome caitlin go ahead okay um so all right fuck mary kill pleaser shoes oh my gosh sequins oh
0: shit Hasty, how have you done? Do you understand? It's really that hard. trio for a pole dancer. Uh, we, Listen, Rise. This is nothing oh it. gosh. It's a game, and it's hard. meant to be hard. Oh,
2: Not all cow. things in life. You know what? This is fucking payback for That's,
0: yesterday's class. <laughs> that <laughs> you guys just—you came in my whole situation. Talk, marry, kill. Fuck, okay, marry. Kyle. Sequest, I'm going to fuck the pasties mm-hmm. um, kill right. the sequins because sometimes they scratch my crotch oh. uh-huh. and marry the pleasers oh, oh. that's so nice the okay. pleasers the, the pole shoes uh, if you guys aren't familiar with pleasers um, imagine the quintessential stripper shoe um, and I have about five pair, mm. <laughs> so um, they're actually really way more comfortable to walk in than regular heels. I can't do regular heels now. I'm not about that life. Really? Oh, Give me a platform, awesome. and we can rock. Wait, oh that
2: my God. you just like really gave me a lot of insight into how all of the housewives of everything function, because they're always like that. Wow, Platforms. and I've always wondered how. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, more. Wait, what would you I mean, do? mean, your feeling? Bravo gave me all that money, I'd figure out how to function too. <laughs> I think I would.
1: I think I would kill Pacey's Me just, too. Just because I just I don't have no want to relationship show my boobs. to them. Yeah. yeah. Um also like I any, know them well.
2: Any kind of bra situation that's not like an actual bra just really freaks me out because it's just it's like years of trying to wear those silicone things under a dress, you know? So I just Ooh, think yeah. It's scary. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would kill them too. I, I think I would... I'm, I'm curious, Megan, if you do the same thing. I think, I think I we're going to say the same thing. I think I would fuck pleaser shoes. Me too. And then and Mary sequins. sequins. I'm trying to be yeah. a gay icon up
2: in this mess, so I am okay, okay with Mary that. Sequins. Yeah. 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 I'm here for that. I feel like we've really just shown ourselves as, like, sort of Broadway people,
1: and I'm not... <laughs> and I, like, don't know if I'm okay with that. And yeah, Kaylin's, I know. I'm so Kaylin's sorry, not. Yeah, we yeah, You're like yeah. show choir. Well, I think it's just like, you know, it's like, look, I love looking at pleaser shoes yeah yep. i have this i have the relationship with pleaser shoes as i do with people that i want yeah. to fuck but i don't know if i want to marry them yet but like after like, a
2: while it starts to hurt and i'm over it and
0: rolling my eyes and yes. that. there's also that i mean that's mm-hmm. that's also just marriage so i figured yeah. might as well I, that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah shots my parents at 35 years Oh my <laughs> mine <God>. too oh, <laughs> no yeah it's like oh
2: get get off Get off of me now! <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: sequins not tonight. Not tonight. I have a headache.
2: Um, Roz, this has been so fun. I feel like we could have talked for actually ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, I love we'll... it. I feel like we need like a part five. This should be a <laughs> sequel. Oh, also, if we we did mention this a little bit, but I today I watched um, Dangerous Curves on the New York Times website. It's the documentary about Roz. And it was so amazing. Like even mm-hmm. if you don't want to walk into a class right now, go watch that documentary because 100%. I feel like it'll it'll kind of change your perspective on um, things. Um, if this hasn't already, because hello, uh, why else are we here?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, check her out as well. Or anything you want. Yeah, what like, do you want to plug? plug? That's coming up. Or? Uh,
0: yes, feel free to stalk me on the interwebs. I'm Roz R O Z. The Diva. That's my website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole Bang! It's Roz the Diva.
2: Guys, she almost has like 40,000 followers, so they can't be wrong.
0: Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Instagram, I think, is the best platform for the day-to-day shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up in November, I've got some trips. I'm going to the Midwest. Ooh. I'm going to Minneapolis and to Des Moines. and let me see what else I've got. I have a trip coming up in December to... Providence, Rhode Island. Then in January, um, cross your fingers. I'll be taking a trip that requires a passport. Oh. Um, February, I will be in Europe. Um, right now, I'm planning tentatively Paris, Belgium, Stockholm, and Reykjavik. Oh, oh my god! And, I oh my god. We have to talk about Reykjavik. Anyway, <laughs> talk about Iceland too much. <laughs> uh, then in April, I'll be doing what I call the fish and chips tour of um, England. Uh, Scotland. I'll be in Edinburgh for the first time wow. and perhaps Ireland. Um, and then a bunch more plane rides coming up after that. Oh my
1: gosh, go see her wherever you are. Yeah, please do. Oh She's amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you, Thank you so much so for much. being here.
2: And guys, until next time, don't forget, keep working, working it out. out. <laughs> Outro
0: song. <laughs>
1: work it, out, to it out is produced by caitlin steitzer and megan meadows podcast art by me. cassidy ralph follow us on instagram and remember keep working it out and then we're done Yay.
0: 18 plus.